Walking busy, get busy, baby. Hello, everybody. It is a very special after hours downright sports. <sighs> Hitting you with your sultry voice. This is the one, the only, the notorious sports critic, Fee Brent Reed. And tonight we're gonna basically. Today's show is very special. Uh, we will. I will. Well, <laughs> I will be interviewing the one, the only head coach of Shaw University, Adrian Jones. Uh, this, if you watch the YouTube show, you heard some of the interview tonight. You're gonna get the whole full interview in its entirety. Uh, today's show is gonna be a little bit shorter. Uh, so, if, without further ado, uh, enjoy today's show. The music that you hear right now is produced by the one, the only, Mike Myth. So, go check him out at his Facebook. But um, some of the music today we're going to have a little fun with because it is After Hours. We will play one type of After Hours song, if you will. But uh, coming up, up next is a little Zach Brown. Heavy is the head. That wears the crown. That's coming up next. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an all-new Downright Sports Radio, and it is showtime.
Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome everybody to all new Diary Sports After Dark. I'm the one, the only, the notorious sports critic himself, Mr. Brent Reed. It is late, and we are getting it in. No, I'm joking. Always, you know, it's, uh, it's something to be that late night DJ doing that record. You know, supposed to bring your lady. Called. Do they do that anymore? I don't think so. Not everybody streams. People don't know the after hour, the the appreciation of the after hours mix. I don't think so. I don't, I don't really think so. Anyway, let me introduce myself properly. Uh, my name is Brent Reed. This is the Downright Sports episode thirty-two. I've never done that before, but um, didn't record the show this morning because I overslept. <laughs> and um, this show does not pay the bills, so I had to go work the you know, nine to five. And um, was like, all right, I'll just do the show tonight. And then I got home, and you know, I had some f- some obligations, if you will. And then I was like, all right, gonna record the show. So uh, this show's actually gonna be quicker. Uh, it's gonna be a lot shorter. Um, some of you who listened before are probably like, thank God. But uh, this show will be uh, a little shorter. We have a very special guest, uh, head coach of Shaw University, uh, Adrian Jones. If you listen to the YouTube show, the Downright Sports on YouTube, which re-aired this past Thursday uh, for some, a lot of people, Friday, um, headphones like sliding all over the place, uh, we aired some of the interview then. Um, I cut it up because it's like an 11-minute interview, and that show is short, so uh, you can hear the, the whole thing today in its entirety in the second segment, but, 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 but. Brent has to run his mouth. So, what's happening? Uh, the Lakers are in, and now officially the Miami Heat are in as of tonight. Uh, Lakers beat the Denver Nuggets. Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics. I picked Boston and L.A. Lakers in the championship. Boston didn't hold up its end of the bargain. Lakers did. LeBron is now in the finals for the 10th time. That, <clears throat> that's more than the majority of the teams in the league. The only team ahead of him is the Celtics and the Lakers. <laughs> How sick is that, right? Him taking the team to the finals and shit, yes. And, something you know, if you want to be the guy. Or he had to get Anthony Davis. Who else he had after that? Dwight Howard, aging, done. He ain't Dwight what he once was. Uh, um, JaVale McGee, who? Who? Like, they didn't, it was just the two of them. It was a two-man show, and they got it done. It's funny that they're going to face the Miami Heat, though. The Heat maybe represent what the future of basketball is going to look like going forward. The last decade, we saw the super teams. We saw the Celtics started with uh, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Ray John Rondo. I'm going to throw Rondo in there. He, he deserves it. Then you saw the formation of the Miami Heat. Then you saw, and in some iterations, you saw a cheaper version, like the the Brooklyn Nets trying to do it with Joe Johnson, Devin Williams. Oh, crap, I'm blanking. They had a third guy, too. It just didn't work out. 
but they tried. They uh, the Knicks tried with Carmelo Anthony and um, um, Antonio uh, Antonio. God darn it, what's his name? Stephon um, Amari Stoudemire. Jeez, I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, Carmelo and Stoudemire. They tried it. Uh, some other teams. Try to put together super teams, but nothing was like Miami with Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron. You fast forward a few years, you got the Golden State Warriors, but that team was more drafted. Then you had Kevin, Gar- Kevin Durant, and he really turned them into a mega power team. And then you look at, um, but then you kind of see it happen in Toronto. One superstar. Goes to a team with already good talent, not you know, not great players individually, but collectively good. Because the if you remember, Toronto was going winning the, the 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 East every year or close to it. They just couldn't win the playoffs. They add a superstar and they won the championship. Now, granted, it was against a team that was hurt, but they won the championship. Look at Miami. Miami had a pretty decent team. All he added was um, Butler. The rest of the guys was either drafted or something like, you know, some pickups. But Jimmy Butler's all they added, and his difference was that. And they played, they had, like, basically it was like, hey, Jimmy, we know you're the man, but we're going to pick up that grunt work. We're going to be that hustle. We're going to be that heart. We're going to give it all. We're on the floor. We're scrapping. We're blocking. We're doing everything. We're going to do everything. So, I, you know, next year I know, like, Brooklyn's going to be a f- favorite and maybe even the 76ers, depending on who their, co- their next coach is. But if you're the Greek freak, you look at this Miami team and you go, well, I'm just as good as uh, Jimmy Butler. I'm a two-time MVP. What do we need? You need that grit. And Miami has it. I, you know, they, they just. I watched a lot of that Boston Miami series. And Miami, they come to play, man. Like they are not. I, you know, maybe it's because they got to play in this bubble and they don't get to go to the beach after they play a game. But they came to play and they bought their workhorses. So you're not going to get an official NBA preview show here. I'm gonna do one later in the week. Um, I'm not sure when. The, I think the final starts sometime this week. It probably starts Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Is when the finals start, so you'll get your NBA preview before then, and I'll break down who I think is going to win. But the Lakers ain't got don't have a cakewalk. They don't. And I would have said a few weeks ago, I think if I didn't watch this Miami team, I would have been like, all right, the Lakers just going to steamroll them. They have no answer for LeBron. They got no answer for AD. But the way these guys play, they are a young team with all heart skill and determination not to mention the guy on the bench is a two-time champion and coach LeBron James the guy in the front office has got enough rings to fill up a desk drawer so if I have to if I go if we're going based on coaching well the edge goes to Miami quite frankly uh so let's (laughs) Let, let's pump up brakes before because coaching still matters and a lot of times coaching almost matters more in the playoffs than it does in the regular season in the regular season if you're a great coach you go on autopilot let the team do the you know what i'm saying like you got lebron ad lebron could coach 82 games 
by himself. It may be one or two games where the coach got to step up and like, all right, all right, all right, let me let's get things together here. Let's let's bring it all in. But when the postseason comes around, is when the coach makes the right decision. When the coach knows when to foul. When the coach knows when to sub. When the coach knows when to timeout. When the coach knows when the TV timeout's coming. When the coach knows when to call the right play. You got Spo versus Frank. I'm giving the edge to Spo. Not to mention he's got Pat Riley. In the suite, they got the Godfather. That's what they call Pat, the Godfather. You think Pat ain't sitting up there going, "I've been waiting to play LeBron since he left me all them years ago." And he's looking at the rings that they won. He's like, "Man, we could have won a few more, but you left me. Now I gotta get you back." And this could be the opportunity. <coughs> Excuse me. That we all been waiting for. So, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting series. I think it'll be uh, some fun. The finals start Wednesday, September 30th. So, the end of the month, the finals will start. But, <clears throat> it's going to, uh, I'm going to do a preview show of uh, that Wednesday before and drop it before the game starts. And even still, everything's streamed now. So, when does it matter? Just watch it. All right. Um, baseball, their playoffs are getting ready to begin this I kind of like the 60-game season. I'm a huge baseball fan. I love the 60-game season. It was short, but I'm used to 128, and I feel like if the Yankees just had a few more games, maybe we win the division because we had a lot of in- the Yankees had a lot of injuries. We're not going to do a whole Yankee show. Don't worry. But the playoffs is here, and it breaks down like this for the first time ever. 16 teams going to the playoffs for the first time ever in the the after the wild card round. The other rounds will be played. In bubbles, uh, the ALDS is going to be played in San Diego and Los Angeles. The NLDS, the National League Division Series, will be played in Texas. Both will be playing in Texas, Arlington, and in Houston. The uh, the World Series is going to be played in Arlington. Go figure. They got a brand new stadium. Where else would you put the World Series? The Bronx. That's where I would have put it. But <laughs> if you're not going to have any fans there, it doesn't matter. Um, some of your matchups that matter, you got Tampa versus uh, the Blue Jays, Yankees versus Cleveland. Yankees always play Cleveland. Yankees play the same teams in the playoffs every year. They either play Cleveland or the Twins. Or if they play the Twins, they're guaranteed to win. If they play Cleveland, they always lose. Like, it's the craziest thing. Uh, the, speaking of the Twins, the Twins play Houston, Oakland, and the White Sox. I'm all over that series. That is a first of all, nobody's talked about Oakland all year. They back to back years in the playoffs. And the White Sox, I said that team was gonna be a little bit better because that team's got that that young man like, hey, we don't care. Puff it in the air. The reason why I'm loose, because I'm drinking five percent beer, uh Pat's blue ribbon. Hard coffee beer. I was trying to make a cup of coffee, but I'm pretty sure my coffee maker is broken. So, I only paid $10 for it, but still, like, tonight? Anyway, uh, the National League, you got the Dodgers and Milwaukee, Wash. Uh, Padres and St. Louis, I'm all over that. The Padres, uh, Cubs and Miami, I got Miami beating the Cubs. This is one of the freaky years when Miami gets in and they make a run. Uh, in Atlanta and Cincinnati, <sighs> Even though it's an old school game, Atlanta and Cincinnati, this could be the year the Braves won the World Series and nobody's paying attention. Like, it's that kind of freaky year, to tell you the truth. Like, these are the type of years where some team ain't nobody watched all year and they're going, oh, snap, <laughs> they still a franchise? You, you know, the favorites are clearly, you know, 
the Dodgers. It's theirs to lose, but the Padres are really good. But the Dodgers just smack them up in, in the last few games. I don't know who you give the edge to. This is like, because the first round is best out of three, which is you just got to win the first two, but that's not easy. The second round is the regular best out of five, best out, I mean best out of seven, best out of seven. I don't think the Blue Jays got enough to win. I think they're just fortunate that, you know, this was an 18-year, you know, they, they let more teams in, so I think they're just fortunate. So, Blue Jays, Tampa Bay is too good to let the Blue Jays just win. Cleveland and the Yankees is going to be tough. Yankees got the offense. Cleveland's got the pitching. What wins in the postseason? Pitching every time. Garrett Cole's going to go out game one, and he's going to do his job. The question is, can the Yankees bullpen, which let them down middle of the season, step up and just hold the line? Not to mention, if you throw Cole game one, Tanaka game two, that's maybe enough. I don't know who the Yankees got for game three because I don't know who's healthy and who's not because there's been injuries all over the place. But Tanaka's a fantastic postseason pitcher and has done magnificent this postseason when it comes to pitching, and I, I commend him. I give him, every time the postseason comes around and he stepped out on that hill, that boy does his job. I will give him that, and I was not his biggest fan when we signed him. I was like, there could be better players we could have signed, but you can't beat that. Um, I was going to go through that lineup, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But let's go back. Hold on. <laughs> I lost my screen. Live radio ain't nothing like it. But the I hate when the Yankees play Cleveland. I really do. I know if you're watching this on Instagram, I got a Nationals hat on. Or I just threw it on because it's 11 o'clock at night. Uh, you got the Twins in Houston. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because Houston's missing their key cog. They're missing Justin Verlander. So this could be the beginning of the end of that Houston run. They were already considered cheaters. They didn't win the World Series last year. They're the sixth seed this year. They didn't even win their division this year. Now, yeah, they lost Garrett Cole. Yeah, they lost Justin Verlander. But that offense ain't going nowhere. So is this the beginning of the end of that Houston run? It happens. Sorry. So maybe for the first time in forever, the Twins move on. In the playoffs. Now, granted, it's to the divisional series where they always end up losing, but it'd still be nice to see the Twins, you know, move on. They got that new ballpark, Rocco Bardelli, doing his job with that group of guys. And you got Nelson Cruz, who just seems not to age. Like, what the heck is that about? And then the White Sox in Oakland, man, I think this. I'm not even going to pick that one. I'm just going to watch that and enjoy. I went to Vegas a few years ago and played some bets on playoff games and just lost money. So, scratch that. You feel me? So, I'm going to pick some games. We're going to do a playoff preview show probably tomorrow because the playoffs start Tuesday. So, you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But it's a lot of radio. It's a lot of YouTube. You got a lot of getting a lot of content in when you can, when you get it in. Um, so, see what happens. Uh, football's been exciting today. We're going to wrap this up and get ready for that interview segment. I picked the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl, and it don't look like that's going to happen. I thought they were going to put – I'm now granted they got one win, but they now got two losses. And they got two losses in a division that's the ugliest division ever because uh, the Giants is trash. In fact, I got the 20-minute I'm going to give myself a few minutes here to go crazy. 
on the Giants. I watched a lot of that Giants game today at work, and I can't believe how terrible they are. The Giants lost to the 49ers' second unit. They didn't have their quarterback. They didn't have their defensive players. They didn't have their running back. I don't think the coach showed up. And they lost. They didn't even just lose. They got bombed. They got bombed. Like, it was the squares the score. 36 to 9. And I'm supposed to be told Eli was the problem? Get this guy out of here. Whoever this Jones dude is, get his. I don't curse on the show. Get him out of here. He's got to go. Saquon is done for the year. Like, what is this? This is embarrassing. The Giants were the gem of football in New York. Now that the Jets and the Giants are competing to be the worst teams ever. You know, if you're ever in New York, you see a barge with trash on it. You get the both of them teams on it because that's how good they are. They are pure, utter trash. 110% grade A trash. The the team to run New York plays 100, 200, 300 miles north in Buffalo, and they running through everybody. I don't think they ran through the Rams. They let the Rams come back in. Buffalo, well, let's, let's back up around a little bit. Let's be a little fair. Compared to the Jets, Buffalo's franchise history is a little more rich. They've been to four Super Bowls. The Jets ain't been to the Super Bowl since before um, the, the before disco. That's a damn shame. You ain't been to the Super Bowl during the crack era. Like, come on. Do something a little bit better with yourself. But the Giants, you know, Giants are a disgrace. I'm a Giants fan. They're a disgrace. Get rid of them. I want everybody gone by tomorrow morning. I want the Duke kid cut. Go sign RG3 or Colin Kaepernick. Just go get somebody. Because this kid's disgusting. He doesn't even look like he knows what he's doing out there. You spent two years sitting behind a quarterback that got two Super Bowl wins. You could have picked up some other than Eli's interceptions. Because that's all he inherited from him was his interceptions. And what happened to the Giants' great defense? The Giants was known for having some of the best defensive players we've ever seen. Whether it was LT, uh, Michael Strahan, uh, uh, I'm running out of names. But they was great defensive players. Giants ain't got one. One guy. I'm sure you can find one guy. And you know what the sad part is? Giants had the opportunity to get a top pick last year. They chose to start winning. Go figure. And then you let Odell Beckham go for what? You ain't get nothing. What you get for him? Hopes and dreams. That's what you got. Your dreams are nightmares and your hopes are done. I'm sick of it. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, you, if you, um, we're going to, uh, if you listen to the podcast, download it at Apple Podcast, Sound, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, any Anchor, anywhere podcasts are downloaded, and you will hear the interview with Andrew uh, Adrian Jones, the head coach of Shaw University of the football team. Excellent. Um, I was so pleased to talk to him. I thank him so much for um, participating in that. We were supposed to have two interviews, but it fell through with another head co- with another uh, coach from a different school. So that fell through. But um, yeah, if you're listening to the show on the podcast, uh, get ready. We're gonna have some more music to be played. If you're tuning in on Instagram, we'll be back next Sunday. Um, the show will be a lot earlier than normal, so we'll be back next Sunday, all new show, we will have a preview 
for the NBA Finals. That will be on YouTube. So go to Downray Sports, subscribe at our YouTube channel. Take a look at that. Um, the NBA preview show. We're going to have that. Try to get that going. Uploaded by 5 o'clock. So I'm going to get up early and knock that one out so we can have that. I don't think I'm doing a baseball preview show because it's too much work. And all I'm going to do is talk about the Yankees. So we'll talk baseball playoffs next week and where the Yankees stand because it's only three games. So the Yankees can be done by then. Or they can be moving forward and I'll be the happiest guy alive. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we'll be right back. This is Downright Sports. was awesome.
right, real quick. Let me give a quick introduction. Um, I mentioned in the last segment, the about two weeks ago, <clears throat> I conducted an interview with the head coach of Shaw University Football, Adrian Jones. It was a pleasure. I thank him so much. I hope he hears this show and he understands how much I appreciate him taking the time to talk to me. We uh, talked about his program, his beliefs in uh, football, you know, his strategies and um a little bit of what you know it takes to try to go to a HBCU. We're just celebrating HBCUs. We, I went to a HBCU. I've mentioned that multiple times. St. Paul's College, whoop whoop, and um, you know he spoke um, highly about his program. And you'll hear a little bit more. So, for, with further ado, uh, the next two voices you will hear will be mine and his. And um, after that, we're gonna end the show. With Relax by the one, the only DJ Chase from and uh, Johnny Floss from the album Rich in Spirit, which you can download now. Anywhere you can download records, you need to download it because it's one of the fastest downloading uh, albums out there. If you you think Drake's an independent artist, no, DJ Chase has been doing independent work now going on for 20 years. So um, support that and follow DJ Chase at his Instagram at DJ Chase, at his Twitter at DJ Chase, and his YouTube channel at DJ Chase. Uh, hardest working man in the show business today. But um, you can also check us out at, uh, follow me at Brent Reed at Twitter, Downright Sports at Instagram, and our YouTube channel at Downright Sports. So thank you all for listening. It's been fun. Uh, we'll see you next week. There will be an NBA preview show this Wednesday on Downright on the YouTube channel. But next up is the interview. So thank you. Enjoy. And uh, you guys have a good night. Oh, no. It's not in the show. Deuces. <laughs> So, um, let's get started. So, I'm here right now with head coach of Shaw University, Adrian Jones. Coach, how long have you coached there? Uh, this is going to my fifth year. I got here in 2016, um, and, you know, the rest is history. Good, good. And you said uh, earlier in a little, a little get-to-know-each-other-for-a-second, uh, get you started, you went to North Carolina Central? Yes, I went to North Carolina Central from 93 to 97. Okay. What pos- uh, what position did you play there? Uh, I played defensive back for, uh, uh, for uh, the legendary Larry Look. All right. Defensive back. So you were enjoying hitting people a lot. Uh, I ain't going to say in hitting people. I like to cover and make plays. Interceptions is what I was known for. Okay. Oh, all right. You're a little bit faster. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, I played the cornerback position. Every cornerback, when, um, when I went to St. Paul's, it, it seemed like they didn't want to cover anybody. All they wanted to do was hit people. Well, you know, it had to do a little bit. In our defense, and back then in that time, you had to be a little bit of both. So I had to be a good tackler and I had to be a good cover guy. Okay. I feel like I'm just a, a old-school baseball player. If you look at me, you would say he should have played football, but my mother never signed off, so I just played baseball my whole life. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did you ever... Um, and it's not a big deal. You ever get a shot to look at the pros? Oh, absolutely. You know, coming out, um, I worked out for every scout, every NFL scout there was. Me and a couple other guys from North Carolina Central got a personal invite to North Carolina State back then. And uh, one team that was very interested in me was the New York Jets. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, I didn't make it, but I did end up playing some arena football for, for, for six years. Okay. You can't beat that. My buddy Lonnie... 
uh, had a look at. Um, he played wide receiver at St. Paul's, and he got some looks for the Lions and the Giants and Green Bay, but he played arena football and made a nice little career out of it. As long as you keep playing, that's the dream, right? Yeah, that was that. That was the key, man. Um, I, I enjoyed that time playing uh, arena football, and I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, I hear that. As uh, since you've been a coach, what type of philosophies or like game? Or like, are you a motivator? Or are you a team builder? Like, what? Str- what do you think you see yourself as as a coach? Well, um, I, I take bits and pieces of. I've been around some great coaches, so I'm definitely a motivator. You know. Um, I try to motivate my team, and um, you know, and, and I'm what we call a big family guy. So uh, I always want my players, no matter what, even if they don't hang with each other, you know, outside of football. At the end of the day, when we step on the field, we're, we're one big family. I'm, I'm a, um, I've, I've been completely all about family, and that's just something that I always instill in. So motiv- I'm, I'm definitely a motivator, but I'm also stern. You know, I also, you know, uh, four o'clock practice means you need to be ready and um, ready to go at 350. It's <laughs> one of those things. So um, uh, big on structure and just, you know, uh, at the end of the day, what you want these guys to do is not just be a, a, a football player, but a student athlete. And when they leave here, you know, have something to go out in the real world to offer. I can kind of tell that only because I cheated a little bit and went on YouTube and I found a game you guys played. Um, was it Bowie? I think you played. And you were lead. The coach gave you such a big compliment because he was saying you're doing such a good job of building that program back up. For because I guess it had some down years before you got there. Yeah, it was a couple down years, and, uh, and you know it's been a process, man. And we just worked so hard to get it back to where it is. And you know, I credit to my coaching staff and and, and the and the players, man. They have bought into the system and 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 it's made life a lot easier now. I feel so much in football that that's important is buying into the system, buying into the coach, believing in the coach. I think that's what separates good from bad and um, organized from disorganized. Absolutely. Now, being that you're, you're a HBCU alum, you coach at an HBCU. What are challenges that you see just with recruiting, like? Is it easy for you to recruit? Like, because I know, or is it like tough? Because you, especially in North Carolina, you got the the traditional, as you would say, white schools to compete against, and they got their 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 flair and all that, and you got to try to combat that. Is there? Do you see challenges, or you don't even pay that any mind? Well, um, when I first got here, it was challenges. If you know a little bit about Charlotte, just kind of give you a little rundown. We don't have a home football. Our home football field was uh, Durham County Stadium when I first got here and years before that. And then uh, last year was our first time playing at St. Augustine's College. And so that that's our rival school. So, you know, um, but, you know, uh, some reasons why we're there is a lot closer to, to our, you know, our campus. And so that helps out. But when I first got here, it was hard because, you know, at, when I got here, they were losing, you know, so we don't have all the bells and whistles. But two or three years after they saw the program keep going up, it has, it has started to flip. Like, the schools that we were losing kids to, Winston's, the Catawba's, the Federal States of the world, now we're winning those kids. And, and like, once again, it's credit to my coaching staff. Like, when these parents come in, they have a thought of what Shaw University looks like, but when they leave, they're like, Coach, this is a place I want my son to be. Not only because you care about the kids, but 
they see the family, that they, they see the how how tight knit this coaching staff is and want our kids to be successful. Yeah, it goes back to what you said earlier about the family thing. I think some of the best coaches I've ever played for, they, they give you that. Or even people I've worked for, when you have that family feel, you you want to come in every day. You know what I mean? The worst people I've ever either played for or worked for, they just, you know, they put you on the pay no mind list and they only kind of pay attention, you know, they pay attention to the, the top 1%. And it seems like, from what you're saying, you pay attention to everybody on the staff, on the team. Like, nobody gets left out. Every single one of them. I love, I love my best player on the team just as much as I love the person that probably is not going to play much. You know, and at the end of the day, football has football made me who I am today. And, you know, Coach Little, hats off to him for making a, a – uh, 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 I ain't gonna say a bad uh, uh, young man, but a young man that didn't really know what he wanted in life, and he helped me, you know, get to where I need to get to. And that's my duties as a coach: make sure that each and every one of these guys that step on this campus that I help them out. Yeah, I relate to that a little, uh, a little bit. When um, when I finished school, I wanted to coach because I couldn't play no more. Because when I played baseball at St. Paul's, it showed me, oh, I'm not as good as I thought I was. <laughs> Even though I started every day, I just realized there's no future outside of this. So I looked into coaching, but it wasn't until I got with, um, I call him my mentor, Marcus Gregory, who humbled me and made me realize, like, it's okay not to know everything. It's okay to trust your staff. It's okay to be wrong at times. And it was just... It was. It just changed my whole perspective on life and just looking at things, especially from a coach's standpoint. Yes, absolutely. Um, to kind of wrap it up a little bit, one, how, has Corona, I know it's affected your season right now. Is next year going to be okay? Like, will you be able to bring guys back? Have you had that discussion yet? Do you know? Yeah, um, well, um, you know, it's interesting that you asked that. I know a lot of coaches said that Corona has affected us. I don't. I think that the program that we have right now and the structure that we have at Shaw University, uh, it hasn't affected us at all. Like our guys in the weight rooms, you know, we had to shut down the weight rooms, but those guys figured out ways to get bigger, faster, and stronger. You know? Okay. And hat goes off to you know us putting that stuff together. You know, a lot of kids went home when the corona hit and didn't do absolutely anything. Our guys was FaceTiming us and didn't send us videos of them working out. They know what it takes to be a champion, and they know that we're right on the cusp of being CIAA champions, and they got something to prove. So uh, it, it hasn't hurt us. You know, it, it's hurt us in the way that I miss playing football, but it has helped me be a better father. You know, it has helped me be a better husband. It's helped me be a better son to my family. You know, a lot of these times I didn't get to spend time with those folks, and now I get to spend time with them. You know, and, and, and it's, it, I'm taking advantage of it, but... um. I don't think it's it's effective, as you know, but we we will be ready in the spring to go. And um, uh, the great thing is that uh, uh, our guys will get to come back and play in the fall as well. That's awesome. I've I've heard that a lot from a lot of people. Like being at home has really strengthened a lot of people's relationship, whether it's friends or family. I know with me because I'm I just moved in with my girlfriend, and I know it's made us stronger. Cause we we got time to learn about each other, cause we couldn't go anywhere for a few months. So I know that's been really so that that's very important, uh, Coach. I must say, thank you uh, for for doing this interview. 
Go. I know I went to St. Paul's, but as of now and as long as you coach there, Shaw will be my favorite school going forward. So we're definitely rooting for you. Shaw is going to be the official school of this show. And, um, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. And I, uh, that's, I don't have any more questions. I think you answered everything. I appreciate it, Brent, man. Um, but thanks for having me on, and um, good luck. No problem. And I'll I'll email you the, the, the show when it airs. It's probably going to air next week, and I'll email you the whole thing, and you can listen to it and uh, critique it. <laughs> Sounds good. Look forward to it. All right. appreciate it, Coach. And you be safe, and God bless you. Have a good one. You do the same. <laughs> Johnny Floss, Joe. Haters is mad, I got more bars than Rikers Island. When it come to these tracks, you know I stay wildin', stylin'. I got bread, you don't toast, and of course I'm handsome. Chicks never say gross. Huh, more swag than most Shorty left you at the altar Wasn't y'all supposed to elope? Huh, a joke, not even a fling I barely even called her But ironically, you gave her a ring? Elite writing, I'm never slacking with the pen These are sweet 16s, so it's no bitter end Enough for the clowning scrap I'm here to jog your memory Even though I be walking on the track I'm always gonna cause a spark Try and excite New York again Like when Jordan got dunked on by Starks Nah, scratch that. I need something new. The Nets need to have a parade on Atlantic Avenue. Relax, I get it in. Relax, I get it in. Always thinking big. Now I just need a little pimp. Relax, I get it in. Relax, I get it in. Money long enough, so now I got a little to spend. Relax, I get it in. Relax, I get it in. Always thinking big. Now I just need a little pimp. Relax, I get it in. Relax, I get it in. Money long enough, so now I got a little to spend. Uh, bread coming in. I ain't done. Switching bezels, different tax bracket It's time to show that it's levels But it ain't about being rich You couldn't write me off Even if you had some bad penmanship Some say I'm local, she know who I am She let me smash, picture her treating me like a fan I was on shorty like all live all late New school swag even when I got on OJs Haters backstab me worse than the OJs When I punch I hit more than air, I'm not Trey I walk the walk, yeah I'm just done talking So many Boss, they confuse me with a war and your girl stay stalking one of the kings of new york i was influenced by big and christopher walking grown man not a minor signing off johnny floss aka mr clever one liners relax i get it in relax i get it in always thinking big now i just need a little pimp relax i get it in relax i get it in money long enough so now i got a little to spend relax i get it in relax i get it in always thinking big now i just need a little pimp. Relax, I get it in. Relax, I get it in. Money long enough, so now I got a little to spend. Uh. The Notorious Sports Critic. Damn right, sports. Yeah.